You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and sometimes... At the end of the workout, there's an exercise, a series of exercise, a cardio piece, something that trainers and group fitness instructors may do to anaerobically exhaust their clients or their classes. These are oftentimes referred to as finishers. All right, finishers, it's the last exercise of the class often of the day, and even more often than that, it is the last exercise until they show back up to another class or another workout a few days later. So I got the message, and the message came from at, who is it, at Local Noon Enterprises uh, on Instagram asking me about my take on finishers after a workout. Are they necessary, and are they effective? Huh. I do have opinions about it, which I am going to share. But first, let me just point this out. It is, it's difficult to come at this to measure the effectiveness of a finisher at the end of a workout because all of the variables in the workout have already been done prior to it. So it's, it's the last thing. So how do you measure that? Do you take a group of people and you do a workout with a finisher and then you take another group of people and you do a workout without the finisher and then see uh, what outcomes came from that. It's hard because there are far too many variables to try to to understand there. So with that being done, um, what you're really going to do is say, well, what are, what is a finisher really? And the the finisher is a really high-intensity anaerobic activity. And finishers are often done with an exercise that is on a cardio machine or that is not on a cardio machine. Some are done body weight. Some are done with resistance training. Um, and so they're often referred to, the ones that are done with body weight are referred to as functional and that brings me to a study because I want to I want to decide. All right, so what what are the outcomes of an anaerobic high intensity push? Now we're going to put that at the end of the workout, which means you might get more benefit from that anaerobic push physiologically at the beginning of a workout, but that wouldn't be a finisher. That would be a starter. And so we're talking about after your pre-programmed workouts already done and you want to hit another level of anaerobic exhaustion, where does that come from? How does that uh, get applied? So what we're going to do is just look at some of the benefits that come from either sprint intervals or high intensity intervals that can be done. All right. So I found a study by Men's et al. It's functional versus running low volume, high intensity interval training. Low volume just means you're not going to do a lot of them. Why? Because the intensity is really high, kind of like a finisher. You're not going to do a lot of them, but it's going to be a really high intensity thing at the end. Now, it's called high intensity functional training this uh, in this study, and it compared functional exercises such as burpees and toes to bar and push-ups to high intensity running on a treadmill. 
And this I found pretty interesting. The conclusion, I'm just going to read the conclusion of the paper to you. It says, this is the first study comparing the cardiorespiratory and muscular endurance responses between running and functional high-intensity interval training regimens. The main finding of the present study are that both, inter, uh, both interventions caused similar improvements in VO2 max and muscular endurance. Hence, our hypothesis that HIT functional induces similar cardiorespiratory fitness improvements as HIT running. I thought that was pretty cool. So you can do high intensity interval training, you can do running, or you can do things like these body weight exercises that they did. And even though there was more of a heart rate response in the running, there were very similar VO2 max responses by doing the functional training versus the running. They had similar outcomes in both muscular endurance and in VO2 max. So it goes on to say, the hypothesis that high-intensity interval training functional is superior in improving muscular endurance has to also be rejected. These results suggest that improvements in cardiorespiratory fitness and muscular endurance are induced by both the running and the functional high-intensity interval training, and that both provide additional benefits regarding certain aspects of muscular endurance. So both are really good at VO2 max and both are really good at muscular endurance, and they would say, be careful saying that one is superior to the other. Why is this important to us? Well, because at the end of a workout, as a personal trainer, I might take a mini circuit of something we've already been doing and say, now we remove all the rests and we go through a circuit and we do everything, the resistance training or the body weight exercises, the functional training, and we... We do that as cardio. Or I might at the end say, hey, I want to bang out some intervals on the ski erg or the rower or a sled. So knowing that they both benefit, they have similar, similar outcomes is really important to me. So I don't have to go seek out necessarily a piece of cardio equipment to get a cardiorespiratory response. Tudor et al. in 2020 goes and does one on high intensity, uh, a study on high intensity resistance exercise training versus high intensity interval training when it comes to uh, benefits. And here's a, for, for cardiovascular risk factors, and this has to do with overweight people, men in particular, ages 30 to 50. But here's what they found. High intensity resistance training exercises. So not the body weight, the functional exercises we talked about before in the last study. These would be like kettlebell swings or thrusters or push presses and uh, these uh, 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 cable squat to rows with rotation. So these can be resistance training exercises done as high intensity. And in summary, here's a quote. No significant differences between high-intensity interval training, the cardio version, and high-intensity resistance training. But there are no significant differences. This is good. Why is that good? Because as a personal trainer, I may not leave where I'm running circuits to go to the cardio area and do cardio. And I don't need to because I can do it right there where the circuits are. Or... 
I might say, hey, I'm going to give up some of these uh, resistance training equipment. And I might not feel good about that because that's how I wanted my workout to go. But I go, all right, let me just let me clear this area so they can use it. I'll go to a piece of cardio. It doesn't matter. You're going to get great results from both. High intensity exercise does a lot of great things for us. We know it helps to prevent cardio and metabolic diseases. Uh, it provides rapid improvement in cardiovascular fitness. And it does something else I think is very important. It saves us time. And if you at the end of a workout have done something, and let's say that you've been doing uh, a typical resistance training program where you might be resting 60 seconds, two minutes, five minutes, uh, at the end of each set of resistance training before doing it again, you might get an incredible resistance training workout and the benefits of added strength and building hypertrophy. But there's a means where at the very end of it, if you say, all right, I, wanna, I want to challenge another muscle in particular, my heart, how can I do that without absorbing too many calories if I'm trying to bulk? How can I do that without uh, taking too much of my time because I've already done so much rest? Can I still get my heart rate up and break a sweat? The answer is yes. So what is my opinion about finishers? I totally dig them. I dig them and I like to do them with my clients. A lot of times uh, at the end of the workout, I might be like, all right, let's go uh, three or four rounds, 30 on, 30 off on the ski erg, or let's bang out some sled work, which I did this morning with a couple of sessions before I came here. I like adding those finishers, but I don't just like adding the finishers for the physical benefits of it. I think that there are. I think the final exercise of the day uh, is a great way to push yourself mentally. Why? Because if it's the last exercise of the day and you don't have to sandbag any of your energy because you've got to lift more weights or do more things like that later, it allows you to push your mind. You are pushing mentally, you are pushing physically, and you are pushing hard for either reps or distance or time. And when you can push yourself in that way, even if it's just a short amount of time, to push yourself to the point that this is going until I am nearly absolutely exhausted, you are now playing a, a, a mental chess with yourself. You are seeing, can I deliver something that I don't want to deliver physically or mentally, but I have the fortitude to push at least once to a very difficult space. Now, here's the other thing. Sometimes you're going to have clients that do not appreciate these things. Uh, and, it, and, and there are some people who are like, I don't like doing it, but I'm very, very happy that you did this with me because I would not have done that otherwise. And it's really helpful to know that I push myself really hard to the point of exhaustion for at least a, you know, a, a small amount of time at the end of the workout. You might have some people that would rather just get it over with. And so if you want to start including your finishers as starters uh, after your warm-up, then that might be something that you want to implement. If you want to put them in the middle, if, you, if you're doing hard circuits anyway, then adding a finisher doesn't make any sense because that was the entire workout anyway, working towards this point of high intensity and uh, leading to the 
this mental exhaustion, if not physical exhaustion. But my, my opinion is if you can get people to push themselves hard with you as a motivator, you are showing the value, not just as a personal trainer, but the value that you are able to help them push themselves so far beyond where they are willing to go without you. And you don't have to do it a lot. You don't have to do it for the entire workout. But I like to add something in there that allows them to push. Now, I might say, you know, that's not every workout. I don't do that on every workout. But I do it pretty regularly. And I do like to have something that pushes them to towards a point where they would not push themselves. And I find value in it. Is it necessary is another question. Um, no, no, it's not necessary. But I think that it can be beneficial to some people. Uh, it could be beneficial to everybody unless they are not mentally prepared to accept it. And if that's the case, be very open and honest with them. I love the way that you pushed yourself. I'm very proud of you. Is that something that you felt comfortable with that, that you like doing, that you see yourself doing at the end of every workout or every other workout? And if they're like, I don't ever want to see you again if we keep doing that, you may want to remove that from your workout. So you do have to be in communication with your clients to understand where they're coming from. But you may also want to have that open communication with them where they may say, hey, I'm not, I'm not into this, but I know it's going to only last a minute or two or 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off for three or four rounds. Um, I can do it even though I hate it. And if they can find pride in the push, then they can push for a limited amount of time in order to get that point of pride. And I think that's important. And I think it's that mental push as much as the physical push that people will find beneficial. So anyway, what's my opinion on finishers? I like it. I think that I think it's good to push yourself anaerobically at the end of a workout with what you have left to push yourself mentally at the end of the workout, knowing that you're going to get a nice little stretch at the end. You're going to bring everything down and you do not uh, have to push yourself like that for the rest of the day. But can you can you get to the point of exhaustion, a point of, of significant challenge at the very, very end of the workout? I think it's something kind of cool to add to your workout. Is it necessary? It is not. Um, can it be beneficial? Absolutely, in multiple ways. So with that said, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, and I hope this answered the question for the person that asked it. If you all have questions for me, feel free to uh, reach out. You can hit me up on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Y'all keep inspiring people to fitness. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.